0: Start podcasts. Hi, my name is Ajit Khurana, and today I'm going to be targeting people who are just starting out on their entrepreneurial journey, which means people who have already made taken the plunge, who have probably given up a job or another opportunity, maybe even come out of an existing startup, and they are now setting on a new journey. I have come across probably like a thousand people in this position over the last one and a half decades, and I'm noticing a common thread of problems that they tend to face. I'm going to address some of those. The first, and I think in contemporary entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship, one of the biggest problems, is that there's a lot of noise We are all drowning in the din of entrepreneurship and the startup space. This could be in the form of advisors telling you what you need to do, employees having expectations which you find unrealistic, uh, other competitors coming up with unlimited amounts of money, just throwing money in the direction of the customers, or it could even be the media which seems to keep making you feel inferior one way or the other. So the first way that you can eliminate noise is if you have a fundamental philosophy a certain belief about what you're doing. Let me elaborate. Some of the entrepreneurs I meet who try to tell me what it is like uh, to do what they're doing tend to focus on the opportunity. Like they will say, for instance, you know what, I'm Uber for laundry. So laundry is a scattered business, unorganized business. I'm aggregating it. Some others will do likewise for social shopping. Some others will want to aggregate uh, small-time retailers onto e-commerce platforms. The fact is that when people describe their startup to me in this way, I realize that these entrepreneurs are not div- driven by the passion of the space, they are driven by the opportunity. And indeed, there are innumerable opportunities in the Indian economic space, especially because we have almost everything is either never built or some of it is broken. The problem with focusing on an opportunity as opposed to a passion, is that when the times are dark, when money runs out, when things don't go as you probably thought they should, at that point of time, will you be able to sustain your motivation? This according to me is a big problem. So if you could, if you are in a business that you are very passionate about, where probably if you were, let's say an employee in a multinational, you might still be doing this activity on the side because you love it that much. If it were that business, I think that you probably will be able to survive this problem of noise in the ecosystem easier said than done. I must know because for instance, as I am recording this I am presently attending one of the many events that I have already attended in this month and that is because there are events all along and on the one hand you decide to not go to a lot of events because they waste time. And then when you don't go to events, you feel you're missing out. See, let me boil this down to, you know, just the very basics and then I move to my next point. I believe there is a lot of wasteful time that startup entrepreneurs are spending because they fear that they are missing out of networking, they are missing out of attending workshops, they are missing out on opportunities to showcase their business and in pursuing all of these wasteful activities, you know what they are not doing? They are not doing business. So that would be my first advice to you that focus primarily on business and when you have spare time, go and do those other things. Let me move on to a problem that you will probably not face on day one but it is more like a day two problem and that is attracting talent and retaining talent. Unless you have got tons of money being thrown in your direction by loving investors which you can then pass on to your employees most likely you will find that the kind of money that you can spare for employee salaries is rather low. What that means is people who, who would work in, you know, the classic employers, the multinationals, the banks, the FMCG companies, etc., will end up making more money with them than with you. As if this was not bad enough, they will also have a higher degree of prestige going and saying things like, you know, I work for Citibank or I work for Procter & Gamble or if you go back to the time when I was starting my career, it used to be all about, you know, I work for the Tatas or the Birlas, it became Citibank, McKinsey, etc. So they get more prestige in the conventional job, they get higher remuneration in A conventional job and probably somebody might be willing to marry them because they're working for a reputed organization as opposed to you who are a no-name company in most cases unless of course you have tons of money you're a no-name company to begin with secondarily you are not paying them enough third you keep talking about this thing called stock option but I as your prospective employee do not know what that is really worth and whether that will come to me in you know with the same value that I today perceive it to be Regardless of that, what happens is that the environment is all about startups. The environment is all about, you know, how cool it is to be a startup. Newspapers are dedicating entire pages to that. So one way or the other, you'll probably go to college campuses. You'll conduct hackathons or other such events and go ahead and hire some people. This it seems like a solution to your problem, but that is just the beginning of the problem because while hiring itself was a challenge The real challenge come in getting these people to become productive because you probably are not much older than them as an entrepreneur Even if you are older by age or for that matter younger by age, you do not have the necessary uh, you know, background or experience to extend your authority over them. Furthermore, there is a lot of chaos in an entrepreneurial organization. So, people are basically doing what they want, which means as long as they can sustain their enthusiasm, they produce after that, they seem to be in a perpetual party. And somehow, there is this thing called culture hacking in the organization, which tends to encourage a feeling of party in various organizations. Now, what happens is you've got some people in who came in with loosely defined what you could say following passion or following your vision or following the excitement of startups, and the excitement dies down. As it's like marriage, as in it's great for the first year you of know, the honeymoon period, but it doesn't remain that way forever. Now, what do you do? Right? This is where. If not just were you a good salesperson and went out and sold your dream and, you know, said we will all make billions together. You actually were able to align interests with people who share that vision, not buy into that vision. Right. I think that life might go a little better. In fact, uh, it is not as difficult as my earlier advice to you about noise because people who share your vision, Uh, might ordinarily be very difficult to locate but because you have the same vision You know where they are found so if you are around let us say passion driven adventure sports and that's what your startup is about you know where those other people are if you are getting into let's say becoming an online retailer of arts and artifacts you know where people like that go I do not so this is why if you follow your dream you can overcome the problems with noise if you follow the dream you can get other people who might have similar dreams as you do and you can overcome that bit also I must before I conclude this bit about the people problem or the employee problem tell you that i have seen entrepreneurs swing from one extreme to the other first there'll be those who will say you know what i want the absolute rock stars and this term rock star is a total misnomer because it assumes that rock star is a person i think rock star is a person plus organization combination which means that different people could be rock stars in different organizations but not in another what i'm trying to point out is that do not go with the rock star or the cool or uh, cool employee or any of those kind of things because what you really want is somebody who will produce in your organization when you try to get the rock star and I must say uh, way back in 2004 I made this mistake where I got what I thought was the world's number one most qualified person to do this job he, he was regional manager, South Asia, having 12 countries that this guy would manage. India was one of them. So I got this guy to become my CEO of a company that I started in 2004. And I thought, you know what? I'm really lucky as well as so exceptionally brilliant to hire such a person. But guess what? I was absolutely not able to get any work done, extend any authority over this person, get this person to learn what it means to run a startup as opposed to a large corporation. And it ended up pretty much wasting all my money in the couple of months that I had to keep that person employed with me. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that when you move from, when you burn your fingers with the rockstar employee, what you do next is also very funny. You now move to the other extreme and say, you know what, these rockstars are nonsense. People who come from these very highly named organizations and institutions don't mean anything. Now what I'm going to do is quite the opposite. I'm going to go to people who know their job, though they may not have fancy degrees, because then at least they will want to build their career and may not move to another organization very easily. That problem also quickly surfaces because now these guys are not good enough at their job. This takes you to the third one that you know what, people are not sincere nowadays, employees do not work. What I'm going to do now is go to people who I know. Now these could be people who are from your academic institute, people who live in your vicinity, people who are related to you or any other such absolutely disastrous way of going about it you do that and you realize once again that this creates a unique set of problem because then people knew you or they were friendly to you or worse related to you before they came into your organization the kind of trouble you will face in trying to manage them is crazy so what do you do then then you reach a point of bitterness and you keep complaining about how nowadays employees are not sincere Right. The fact is that there was a structural problem with how you went about the, uh, about the whole thing. On the one hand, because everybody tells you to sell your dream or to sell your passion, you actually re- convert a recruitment process to a sales process. And of course, when you try your sales technique on several people, you will sell to some of them. But you cannot sustain the after-sales service that is required in this case, namely sustaining the motivation of the employee. So my recommendation to you would be Keep realistic expectations, as in you could of course be on the upper end of the realistic band. Second, find people who enjoy this work. And believe me, if you are the kind who became an entrepreneur because you enjoy what you do, you know where to find those people. It is just that those people might not be the conventional, usual good employees that you go about finding. Right? Hey, there's a lot more that I can talk to you about and probably someday I will. For now, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. I know that I'm ending abruptly, but you guys can probably use your time a little better than listening to podcasts for now, right? That's it for now. Thank you very much. This is Ajit Khurana wishing you all the best on your startup. Thanks.